0: All right, I don't have... Well, the the closest thing I have to today's topic as far as like a funny story is the time that I went to my cousin's house and my little cousin almost legitimately called the police on me. that didn't happen this week though that happened like a couple months ago but that girl was wild like she literally said like Alexa call the police and I was like wait do you have Alexa <laughs> and then Alexa was like if this is an emergency da 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 and I was like oh my god <laughs> somebody somebody just disconnect Alexa before she calls the police on um, this girl she's like five the <laughs> police on me. I was like, I didn't even do anything. Oh, Kids she's, are crazy. She's crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah. And my family came over and I decided to go run their moon sign for them because we all know our sun sign, but it doesn't always describe as one-to-one. So I decided to do their moon signs. And I guess they have a better picture, but my little brother thinking, nah, it's still bullcrap. I mean, yeah, it's bull crap, but it's entertaining bullcrap.
0: That's right, that's right. You know, it helps you understand yourself just a little bit better if that's what you wanna, you know, use it for. And if you don't wanna use it, you don't have to use it. It's all about what you, you know, what you feel and what you believe in. Mm-hmm. Indeed.
1: Yes. And speaking of belief, I want to probably go take a quick snapshot at Adolfo Constanzo. It's a cult of serial killers Ooh. It happened in Matamoros, Mexico. So not that far away from us.
0: <laughs> a hot skip and a jump over the border, child. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Which sweated up to be killed by Mark Kilroy. So I guess let's um, buckle in. I do want to um, warn people, trigger warning. It does mention murder, rape, uh, torture. So viewer discretion. Is advised.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I'm advised for viewer discretion. Oh no. Oh.
1: <laughs> so I guess let's start from the very far beginning in the motherland of Africa, because there were two sister religions. Well, one main religion known as Santeria, which is known as Voodoo. Yes. So, and it's a multi-theistic or well, multi. Uh, yeah, multi religion where people pray to different types of gods and they sacrifice for the gods but it's initially peaceful religion but then you know slavery happened so they took all these african immigrants all the way to the caribbean in america and north and south america to the americas so then there was another religion that came up in the afro-caribbean Santeria. So, in which you do sacrifice, but it does have like several elements of like Christianity, like Catholicism, because you know, the white man couldn't let us have happy, happy, and practice any other religions outside of Jesus. Jesus is the way. So, they combined it and made Santaria. So, where you pray to different saints, but then also as a result, there's a darker form of it known as Payo Mayombe. And with Payo Mayombe, that involves animal sacrifices. So, what the dis- <laughs> Yes. So, there's a different hierarchy of animals. So, you know, you have like your chickens, your goats, and much higher, um, The I guess, the bigger the sacrifice, I guess, the greater the return. And then you sacrifice everything in an Nganga pot. Oh
0: so, God. an Nganga
1: pot has like 28 sticks. Um, Different types of blood, uh, bones, and everything, and like the grosser the inganga pot, the better.
0: So it's gotta like absorb like all that good grease. Like when you have like you know a, a skillet, an iron skillet. You know what I'm saying? The longer you just let the the flavors baking, the better. Is that what we're saying? Yes. yes. All black yes. people so go the on flavors
1: baking. Got like the brains. Got some eyes in it. Got what a is. femur in it. Like have like someone's spine in it
0: <laughs> yummy <laughs> yes
1: so thus now we go into 1962 to a woman named delilah aroro gonzalez a cuban immigrant who births who was a 15 year old girl who births her first son adolfo constanzo
0: you already know he's bad because so. his name is adolfo So
1: she, he was born in Miami and she decided, you know what, she does practice Pio Mayombe with the animal sacrifices so she decided to go take him to a Haitian immigrant. So this Haitian man looks at the baby, smokes a little bit of cigar blows in the face, and he said this kid is special. Okay, <laughs> yes. the child is special. He's a chosen one. He said once he turns ten years old, he can probably practice under me. Okay. So, and he's the Haitian man. So they thought, okay, he practiced my religion, and my baby's special. I'm thinking, what mother wouldn't want to hear about the baby being special? So he ended up growing up being a mama's boy, and even I guess even to the till his death. Yeah, spoiler alert, he dies. He always <laughs> speaks to his man like this, like no. normal drug-killing things. Mimi, I love you. this <laughs> <A nervous>
0: lady. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Look, that's so he's a huge mama boy and a chosen
1: one. So when he turned to the age of 10, he trained with the Haitian man and he learned everything about payo mayombe. So learn about different types of sacrifices, but then also at the same time, allegedly, we're not sure if this is confirmed or not, that his Haitian master was also a a pedophile and a child rapist. So (laughs) I guess it's true of every religion. Sometimes people abuse their power. So when he became 16, he had to do one final test he has to go take off his clothes and sleep in a graveyard for three days under a tree.
0: Seems disturbing to the dead, but all right.
1: Yes. And also at the same time, his mother remarried and had three other kids with different fathers. And one thing working under his main, under the Haitian man, he learned, he also worked with the drug dealers of Miami. So, point is, in Payo Mayombe, they don't believe in like drug use. So, they don't believe in like punishing your bo- poisoning your body. But anyone who isn't a practitioner of Payo Mayombe, we don't trust them. So, we can give them all the drugs and anything, and that their death doesn't really mean anything if they don't practice our religion of Payo Mayombe.
0: They're outsiders. I see. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to save my questions for the end. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yes, but eventually, around the time the tenants at Santa Maria and Pio Mayombe, Adolfo Constanzo just kind of goes off into left field and just starts going fucking crazy with it. But this is in the earlier days. So I guess when he became 16, he sweared to the devil equivalent in Pio Mayombe. His name escapes me at the moment. But he Maybe sweared say, oh to him, gosh. and that's be his spiritual guy, kind of like in Catholicism, you swear onto a saint. And that same will follow you. Well, he decided to choose the Paya Mayombe equivalent of Satan.
0: Maybe it's better you not say it. You know, we don't want him to be here. You know what I'm saying? We like, just stay <laughs> out. Um. <laughs> okay. So, and he
1: chose the name El Padrino, the Godfather. Wow. <laughs> and apparently they said he was really good at predicting shit. Say, oh, he predicted when um, ronald reagan would get shot he predicted different types of things so he has like great psychic powers being the chosen one but sadly that good psychic power to get predicting ronald reagan getting shot in the 1980s didn't always translate to him in his private life because he tried you know to do straight he tried to do um Going to community college, and he ended up dropping out. He tried modeling. He couldn't do that. can not do that. And he also had uh, two criminal records in 1981 mm-hmm. uh, for
0: shoplifting of a chainsaw. Why he wanted a chainsaw, I do not know he's not the chainsaw massacre that's a chainsaw massacre yes
1: so he tried to try to chop off so and then also he frankly a lot of the uh gay clubs or of miami so he was openly bisexual but he does have more towards leaning towards men
0: ah i see it's giving us a bad name
1: <laughs> yes so because he's especially I mean, he had an ego about them, and he was a mama's boy. He realized, I can't really stay in Miami. So where can I go where my magical powers are accepted or even needed? So he goes to Mexico City in 1984. So, and I guess that's when things start trying to take off, because he said he could read the future and also offer limpias which is ritual cleansing for 31 regular customers. And they all range from different things. So he just started out small and just do like different types of reading with tarot cards and like spirit readings. And that's when he got one of his earlier uh, disciples. One was a man named Martin Quintanilla, a homosexual psychic and Jorge Montez and Omar Obea. And they, and he, took these three men well he took two of them I want to say it was Martin and Jorge Montes and he said you will be my man and you will be my woman I mean they didn't really like the setup but he actually wanted both of them to pet each other but he was actually starting to get really really popular with his um spiritual with his spiritual journey because I think three of his disciples that it was a high paying customers really liked his prediction one man I mean, he was a real estate developer. He wasn't doing any good. So he went to Adolfo Constanzo and say, What should I do? He said, buy this building out in Mexico City. He's and buy and spend all your money. He said, Why would you do that? So he decided to do it. Six months later, um, uh, her, uh no, not a hurricane, a earthquake hit Mexico City, mm-hmm. and then all the buildings got destroyed except that one. So, that one that he bought that Adolfo Constanza told him to buy, he did, um, he ended up winning it. And then the government realized all our government buildings got destroyed. So, we're wanting to go pay you for that one building that's still standing. And he got like $250,000 from it back in the 1980s, which is quite a steal. Yes. Exactly. So, he believed them. Another one with a model named Maria. So, she was about, I want to say, like 25 in modeling years, which is kind of like she's kind of reaching her peak. Mm-hmm. So Adolfo say you should name, change your name to Carla, which I guess in Spanish sounds sexier, like Carla. <laughs> so she did, but she didn't get any mouth on after that, but didn't she learned how to accept herself. So she actually now goes by Carla. <laughs> and then a third one was a man, well, he goes by they, them, he was a performer, well, this person was a performer and they went to one of, he went to a, a show and one of the uh, club promoters didn't pay him. So he decided you're gonna pay me or else. And the man beat him up. So he went to Adolfo Constanzo and said, I want revenge. Cause one thing that Adolfo Constanza learned through Paya Mayombe with his older padrino through the Haitian man is that it's the religion of vengeance. So, and that's one of his favorite things so when they said okay how about do this you go get a chicken's head put it on the door of the club promoter and then you will have your revenge like oh okay so he did just that so the club promoter was a heavy drinker so when he got that uh threatening note with the chicken head cut off he freaked out he was a heavy drinker and then he died of a heart attack oh Exactly. So then, with those three predictions that Adolfo Constanzo did, his reputation got larger and larger, larger than light. So he started getting more um, disciples in Mexico. So they shared a. So he got more money. He even got a got a couple more. So it said he could read the future. Let's see. I'm sorry. I'm just reading some couple things. So he. So he decided, um, so then now his appetite for like animal sacrifice is starting to get a little bit more crazy and exotic. So he started getting bigger and bigger clients because he was just reading on the street for just strangers. And then he got like famous models. So, and then he started getting the drug trafficking and he actually charged different types of like sacrificial beasts, like, you know, roosters, like six head, head, goats for $30 boa constrictors for 450 like adult oh, zebras for 1100 and african lion cut for 3100 damn. like i have no idea how you can get those type of animals in mexico city but well, somehow he did that's what
0: i'm trying to figure out who he knew what <laughs> exotic exotic animal dealer like what
1: Yes, and I guess that just adds more to the animal sacrifice. So the more exotic the animal, the bigger the sacrifice. So he wasn't killing humans
0: yet. Yet yeah, is the key word here.
1: Yeah, so just like his Florida drug mentor, he went out of his way to charm wealthy drug dealers, helping them schedule shipments and meetings on the basis of his predictions. For a price, he offered black magic that would make dealers and their hitmen invinci- invisible to police, bulletproof against their enemies. Was all nonsense because I mean one source said it's probably just all nonsense and said okay he actually was also in bed with a lot of federal artists and like Interpol agents because a lot of people in Mexico I guess at the time in the 1980s were also very superstitious mm. so they would always come to him like he had one person working in the Mexican police uh, force and they would always give him information so he also like cozy up to a lot of those wealthy drug dealers. Mm-hmm. So it was because I remember one person paying like $40,000 for medical services for over three years time. The customers demanded a show and could also recognize the folly of disappointing men who carried an Uzi, machine guns, and their armor-plated limousines. So strong medicine required first-rate ingredients and Adolfo was rolling by like in the mid-1985 when he and his three disciples raided a Mexico City graveyard for human bones to start his own Nganga. The traditional cauldron made of blood, employed by practice of hayo the ritual and air mystery surrounding constats were powerful enough to war a cross-section of Mexican society with cliques of disciples, including a physician, a real estate specter, fashion model, several transvestite, nightclub performers. So he was doing pretty good, and then he got more in drug, uh, with drug dealers, so one of which was the drug dealing film the Cazalda family and then one of Mexico's dominant uh, Mexico's dominant narcotics cartels he won the hard nosed drug deals over with his charm and he just profited immensely with the game so he was paying like sixty thousand dollars for most of his services and like he even got like a high-rise apartments and like several different types of luxury cars like mercedes Benz so he was hella rolling in money. OK, so so he even held like several types of cocaine dealers like do modern Motors to Mexico, from Mexico to the United States. So he demanded. So he decided, you know what, I'm doing all this fucking work for the Cazala family. I should probably go ahead and ask for more. So he decided, hey, you know what? I've been giving you all of this protection. I want half of your profits.
0: Ooh. So the Kazala family
1: laughed and the said, hell no, you're not getting half of my profits. So he decided, you know what? We need to have a plan. Ooh. So he decided, okay, I'm gonna call them the next day. And they said, I'm sorry, just one of your other rival families took control of me and they have their own witch. So how about this? Free of charge, I will purify, do this whole ceremony for you and your family, but we need everyone of your family there or else it won't work.
0: Mm.
1: So on April 30th, Guerrero, Calzada, and six members of this household family vanished under mysterious circumstances.
0: Mm -hmm. But but according
1: to the people of the Paya Mayombe cult, this is what happened. So they went to the club. They went into the Kazala family. They got them all together. So the family, the maids, bodyguards, and you surround them. They said, okay, no weapons, no anything allowed. So then they told them to close their eyes and they took out machine guns and shoot, out of the, up, shoot up all the family. Mm-hmm. So then they also whacked them up and chopped their bodies into different types of pieces
0: mm-hmm. and
1: clean up the whole body, and they put it up on their ranch where they stay. So they just disappear without a trace, but truth was he killed every one of the members of the Cazalda family. Damn. And ended
0: first. up, yeah,
1: so <laughs> six more days later, he left before the officers began to find fishing, mutilated remains in the Sambago River. Seven quarters were covered in the course of a week. All bearing marks of sadistic torture, fingers, toes, and ears removed, heart and sex organs exercise, part of the spine spread from one body to other missing their brains. The vanished parts of turned gone to feed the consalted cauldron of blood. So he took all the missing parts from their bodies and put it in their inganga pot. Because according to Adolfo Constanza, what he told his followers, the more violent the death, the better.
0: Mm. I mean, his, his like guiding spirit is literally the Satan of this already terrible-sounding religion.
1: <laughs> yes, the vanished parts, and, but building up the strength for greater conquest yet to come. So in July 1987, Salvador Garcia, one of the followers of Adolfo Constanzo, introduced to another drug running family. This one led by brothers Elio and Odivio Hernandez. At the end of the month, Matamoras Constanzo has met 22 year old uh, Sarah Andretti. Mm-hmm. So, Sarah Andretti, she's a 22 year old Mexican national with resident alien status in the United States, where she attended college in Brownsville. So, he actually charmed her with three ways. He said, I have, so
0: he just stopped her in traffic,
1: looked at her, charmed her. He said, I have three predictions for you.
0: Oh, get it. Okay, do it exactly <laughs> like he would do it. Pretend I'm her. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, yeah.
1: I have three predictions, uh, predictions for you. Oh, One, you'll win a scholarship without even trying. Uh. Two, <laughs> an old friend will reach out to you. And three, an ex-boyfriend would ask for help. Because uh. actually what happened, Adolfo Constanzo actually bro- made her break up because uh, she was dating a Mexican drug dealer at the time. Uh-huh. But Adolfo Constanzo called her boyfriend up and said, oh, yeah, your girl's cheating on you. She's a hoe. Trust me, I'm a witch. So he <laughs> did. <laughs> okay. And she, while saying for Brownsville, because she's actually a really smart girl. Cool. So she won a scholarship thinking, wow, I didn't apply for that too, an old friend actually did call her up and like, hey, what's up? And then her ex-boyfriend realized um, he might need some help with another drug deal. And he realized, oh, my new girl is talking to Adolfo Constanzo. So I'm thinking, I need to call her up and ask her to help me because there's going to be, because I heard the Federales is on my ass. So she was charmed by Adolfo Constanzo. And then also on top of that, she has the same birthday as his mom, September oh. six.
0: What? Girl, that's tomorrow. <laughs> we timed this so well.
1: <laughs> yeah, so he
0: called up, like, Nanny, and then the girl,
1: and she has the same birthday as you. Let's kill somebody. I lady you, mammy, and I'm killing some guys because they're against their religion.
0: I'm so proud of you, son. You go by me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> in one. I mean, I guess if I was part of that cult and I see my cult, we we're just talking like that with his mom. <laughs> Listen, like,
0: if that man has like killed six people and made it and put him in a pot, I would be all like, he could talk to his mama however he wants to. I don't have time to also be killed and put in the pot. <laughs>
1: Yes, I don't want to be killed because they did end up killing their own once. Because I remember one of which was this guy named El Doobie. What
0: a name! Yes,
1: <laughs> yes his nickname was El Doobie. Um, he did we, but he was also doing a little bit of the cocaine. Ah, so he decided. When of you betrayed me. And they decided to kill El Duby for taking some of their cocaine. They're thinking you can do whatever you want, but you can't get our own supply and you can't poison your body in Mayombe,
0: That's right. That's what I was about to say. Like, they, they can't be doing drugs, poison. Exactly. Killing can't people and put them in, putting them in a pot is one thing, and that's fine. But doing drugs is not okay, kids. Say no to drugs.
1: Yeah, because... Sarah Andretti, uh, Adretti, she was dating uh, Gilberto Sosa, mm-hmm. but she ended up falling head first for Adolfo Constanzo. Oh. So with nowhere else to turn, sulfur plunged full tilt in Constanzo's world, emerging as the madrina, the godmother, the godmother yeah. of his cult. Cause she would study in the day in America and then come at night. She learned to just chop off a chicken's head and like sacrifice things for like um for better grades practically. And she also played uh, volleyball too. Uh, there's some people said that she did know about the cult killing people, and other people didn't. And other reports said that she didn't know, but she thought okay. And I think she also got like a femur. Just as a necklace, like uh, made of human bones, that Adolfo Constanza given to her, like you're now the Madrina. So I'm thinking, I'm not at that point, if it was me, I might just ask a question, like, "Cool, is this made out of chicken bone or human bones?" Or I it's like, want, don't worry about it. I wouldn't want any bones,
0: damn it! Like, don't give me bones. <laughs> I don't even are like. The what people, I don't even like what people wear shark teeth. <laughs> uh, I'm like. Mm. <laughs> do not like that. Okay. Well, I mean, but like, if she didn't know, why is he calling her Madrina? What does she think he did if she didn't know, supposedly? Well, she
1: thought it was probably just chicken and goat. And maybe, like, I don't know, zebra. I'm not sure if he's still doing the zebra shit right now.
0: <laughs> at this point, I'm it's thinking not at zebra. this point, probably not. Zebra is hard to come by. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, this place extra for zebra. I'm thinking if you
1: sacrifice a zebra, you probably get whatever you want.
0: <laughs> well, all right. I mean, continue with the story. So the she's fallen uh, head over heels. She said, oui, poppy. Yes. I w- I would love to be the madrina of whatever this is. <laughs> Whenever your yeah. little subject so is around
1: the time. <laughs> Constanzo's rituals become more elaborate and sadistic after he moved his headquarters to a plotted desert called Rancho Santa Elena, 20 miles from Matamoros. There, on May 28, 1988, drug dealer Hector de la Fuente and farmer Moise Castillo were ex- executed by gunfire but the sacrifice was a disappointment to Constanzo because the reason why because when he killed these two people I mean he was blood hungry at this point so he decided to go kill them but thing is they didn't like scream or anything when he chopped off their toes and arms and anything so he was like pissed off at this point so he decided you know what get me an American which ended up fucking him over
0: Ooh, it was fine when you were picking off the Mexicans, but as soon as you <laughs> went to America, that was your problem. You should have just stayed in your area. All right, let me yes. know.
1: Yeah, so back in Mexico City, he directed his drone to dismantle a transvestite or Ramon Esquil and dump his grizzly remains on a public street corner. His book was still holding because no one was still looking for him. Because... Um, his luck was holding he nearly escaped when houston police raided a drug house in june 1988 uh seizing numerous items of occult paraphernalia in the city's larger ever shipment of cocaine so he's still making cocaine runs from like because he took over a drug family and he's doing like large cocaine runs from Matamoros to houston to all of texas to all like the southern border in like texas well and also other Bordering states.
0: Indeed, like uh, Oklahoma and Louisiana. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But get so it August twelfth. Uh huh.
1: Oviedo okay. Hernandez and his two-year-old son were kidnapped by rival narcotics dealers. The family turned to Constanzo for help. That night, another human sacrifice was staged at Ronto Santa Elena's house. The hostages were released unharmed on August 13th, Adolfo claiming full credit for their safe return. He was star was rising because I was barely noticed when Forento Ventura committed suicide in Mexico City in September 16th, taking his wife and a friend of whom with the same burst of gunfire. So then he, I'd, I guess this is El Dubi when El Dubi, aka Jorge Gomez, accused of snorting cocaine and... In violation of El Padino's ban on drug use. A month later, Adolfo's time for the Hernandez family were cemented with initiating Olivio Hernandez, the full-fledged cultist, complete with ritual bloodletting and prayers to the Inganga. Human sacrifice can also have a practical law as when it's competing. Subway, Esquiluna was tortured to death by Wanchero Santa Elena. Two other drug dealers, Ruben Garza, Ernesto Diaz run into the cemetery. Uninvited promptly wound up on the menu. Conversely, Adolfo Consalza sometimes demanded a sacrifice in the spur of the moment without rhyme or reason. So he become more and more hungry. He decided to go kill Olivio Hernandez's like 14-year-old cousin, Jose Garcia in the heat of the moment. So he started going crazy. Mm.
0: So in 19,
1: March 13, 1989, Constanzo testified yet another victim at the ranch. Because I think this is when he started craving an American because they didn't plead or anything for Murthy. So he decided to get ordered an Anglo not an American, but I guess practically, yes, an American. So they decided to go abduct 20-year-old Mark Kilroy at a Model Motor Saloon.
0: So the thing is about Mark- Okay, okay, no, go on. I won't (laughs) interrupt.
1: So Mark Kilroy uh, was a American pre-med student. So probably an innocent kid. Um, his uncle was also have some connection with, I want to say, border control. Mm-hmm. So they didn't know at this time. So he was a good kid. So he went with a few friends because a lot of people like in America for spring break decided to go to Matamoros, Mexico, across the border because, you know, there's no drinking age. Okay. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So he was... So he was all, all around, good kid, not someone you want to sacrifice. I mean, so, I just <laughs> So, and then two of Adolfo Constanzo's uh, disciples decided to stop him. So they're thinking, stop right there. He, so he thought, you know, as a good American kid, okay, there are two Mexican police officers. Okay, whatever. I'll just listen to the police and I'll just be out of there. And then they took him behind and tied him up. So then they took him over to the ranch. So, and I guess what's next for poor Mark Kilroy would be very much unpresent.
0: Oh no, so. his white privilege did not save him. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: from what we know from the reports, he was tortured to death and he was begging for his life, and he did have time to pray because he was also a devout Catholic man.
0: Oh, my gosh, all the check marks of (laughs) of a good Christian American boy.
1: Was pre-man and he prayed. Mm -hmm. So which caused a little bit of an international incident because a lot of people, because his friends went to the police immediately, say, hey, Mark uh, didn't came home with us. We thought he was talking to some pretty mexican girl or girl at a wet t-shirt concept but he didn't come back at night and it's been less than 24 hours because at the time thinking oh kids go missing off the time he'll probably turn back later but then 24 hours turned to 48 hours 48 hours turned into a whole damn weekend mark didn't turn up Mm -hmm. so they didn't know where to look because they didn't they thought okay we just saw someone talking around so because at the time, Mexican authorities were busy, won their periodic anti-drug campaigns, erecting roadblocks on a whim and sweeping the border directly for unwary smugglers. On April 1st, Victor Sunseta and an ex-cop turned gangster were sacrificed at the ranch and the spirit message received was optimistic enough for his troops to move half a ton of marijuana across the border seven nights later. And then the magic starts to unravel. Oh. So on April 9th, returning from Brownsville, Texas, meeting with Constanzo, cultist Sidafi, and Hernandez drove past a police roadblock without stopping, ignoring the cars that set up a hot pursuit. Hernandez believed to believe El Padrino's lying about invisibility, and he seemed surprised when the police officers trailed him. Because, you know, they he started believing his own shit at this point, thinking, I'm invincible, I don't have to do shit, I'm, in, I'm invisible to cops, I'm not going to go to jail, because, you know, El Padrino's magic works,
0: bitch. Right. And he found out very quickly, the reality is not to serve.
1: <laughs> yeah, so he's surprised when the police officers were trailing into his destination, Madame Lortis. Even so, the smuggler... He was hella arrogant and inviting police to shoot him. Like, what are you going to do? Bullets won't, we just bounce off of me. So the police were thinking, okay, dude, you're fucking crazy. We're just going to arrest you instead.
0: <laughs> They're like, it's not even worth it to shoot this man. Put the
1: cuffs on. So they arrested him instead, along with cult member David Martinez and drove a pair back to Rancho Santa Elena, where a preliminary search turned up marijuana and foreign art. So disciple Elio Hernandez and Sergio Martinez stumbled into the net while police were on hand, all four presidents were interrogated through evening, revealing their tales of black magic, torture, human sacrifice, or birth kind of pride. So they were just kind of like, yo, we what? We like torture people. It's our religion. We don't give a fuck. We're but bullet, we're bulletproof. We're protected. Covered by El Padrino's blood. So they were just so bleed their own shit. They were just so cocky. And, and this just really just fucked them up. So next morning, police return in the ranch and forest, discovering the malordious shed where Constanzo kept his ingungo brimming with blood, spiders, scorpions, a dead black cat, a turtle shell, bones, deer, antlers, and a human brain. Captive cult members directed searches to Constanzo's private cemetery. Excavation began revealing 15 mutated corpses by April 16th. In addition to Mark Kilroy, and other victims were already named. The body included two renegade federal narcotics officers, Joaquin Monzo and Miguel Garcia, Garcia along with three other men who never were identified. So these four people practically just gave up the whole game, said, you know what? Oh, yeah, we killed all these bodies. What are you going to do? So then El Padrino, Adolfo Constanzo, decided to go on the run because he realized. <laughs> they have his number. Yes. So the magic's not working was on, the police raided his luxury home and he's been outside of Mexico City on April 17th discovering stockpiles of gay porn in a hidden retro chamber. So he has the hidden retro chamber. It's kind of like his gross room with the ngunga pot. It's like the only gross room of his house because he's like a very clean, put together guy. Just that room just filled with all the gross, like the of the better, kind of like the extra fat and the sauce and the meat. Yeah, just that dirty room just cut out there. I know, I know. it's just...
0: I know it smelled nasty in there. I know they were like, oh, oh. <laughs> they
1: Yeah, said, and they come out without clothes because you have to do it like topless and like chop things.
0: Right, because you don't want to ruin like, all your good clothes when you go chopping up the bodies, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> gotta do it. Yeah, and they said
1: they sighted him all the way from Chicago. But he's already been in Mexico City, like hiding in a small apartment with Sarah Andretti and three other disciples, thinking to save herself. She just and she realized, okay, Sarah at this point realized, oh shit, I am way over my head. So she needs to find an escape. So when they're at this small apartment and want to say in Mexico City, she kind of like passed down a note, thinking she can probably just save herself. It said it reads, please call the judicial police and tell them I'm in this building that the I'm in this building or those that they are seeking, give them a dress for, for Tell them that a woman's being held hotches. I beg for this because I want most to talk or they're going to kill the girl. A passerby found the note and kept doing so. Believe it, someone's just trying to lame attempt at bad humor. That's going to be funny. So on May 6th, neighbors called the police to complain of a loud, vulgar argument in Constanza's apartment. Some stayed accompanied by gunshots. So they thought, okay, we were hearing gunshots. So it was- so the original call to stop Adolfo Constanzo wasn't originally um, about, I guess, Adolfo himself, about some domestic dispute. Right. So then Adolfo Constanzo seeing police arrive thinking he started getting paranoid. So he pulled out an Uzi and then there was like a 45 minute battle with only one police injured. So he actually saw, like he took out his Uzi and he saw a propane tank in the background me thinking, okay, I saw this off her face, pick up the gun, try to shoot the propane tank and nothing happened. No,
0: <laughs> that has to be as <laughs> like, like you're like, I'm gonna blow this place. And it just like, Boop. and you're like, what? <laughs> it's
1: supposed to happen.
0: <laughs> you want
1: to said love to my little friend
0: hey. and
1: then Nothing happened.
0: Nothing. The magic wasn't working for him Them to be invisible. Now you can't shoot out propane tanks. Gosh, the, your Satan guide is not working for you right now, <laughs> sir. It, all of the stacks are against you. Yeah, cause they
1: thought it was some type of Satan ritual cause they didn't understand Paya right. But then I think an uh, anthropologist cause he was also watching TV at the time an anthropologist said, oh, yeah, this is probably my own bay. Just destroy the original Ingunga pot, and then he'll probably lose the powers. So then they show the police officer decided to destroy the Ingunga pot, the original big one with, like, the human brains and shit in it with the turtles. And, of course, when he saw that, he felt like he lost all powers, and he just screamed so loud and so long, they just lost
0: his voice. <laughs> <laughs> just like that, just like how he talks to his mommy. <laughs> okay
1: yes yeah, so then he was told one of his quote followers alvaro de leonaz valdez said he told me to kill him martin i told him i couldn't do it but he hit me in the face and threatened me that everything would go bad for me in hell then he hugged martin and i just stood there in front of him and just shot him with a machine gun so alvaro de leon valdez shot him, and Constanzo and Quentinilla were dead when police stood in the apartment arresting Alvaro and Sierra Andretti. In the aftermath of the raid, 14 were died on various charges, including multiple murder, weapons, narcotic violations, conspiracy, obstruction of justice. In August 1999, Alvaro was convicted, of killing Constanzo and Quentinilla during a 30-year prison term, Cultist Juan Francois and Jose Montes were both convicted in the Ramon Esquivel murder and since the 35 years lease, Omar Areta, convicted in the same case, that of AIDS before he was able to be sentenced. And Sarah Andrade was acquitted on murder, but since to six year terms of conviction of criminal association, she's near the end of her sentence, like 1994, where a long delay trial, multiple murders start conviction of like a 60 year prison. So they're like the police in Mexico still in search of Constanzo's body count. Some officers try to say, try to clear every ritualistic murdered on the book by post-temptively blame Constanzo. On the other hand, in 1989, Marta Quintilla's sister told Adolfo's first madrina is still at large, practicing her blood magic in Guadalajara and from jail before he died, Omar Arreda said, I don't think that the religion will end with us, but because there's a lot of people in it, they found a temple in Monterey that's even related to us. It will continue. And Sarah Andretti continues to deny, like, ever knowing anything about the crimes to this day, but I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs>
1: so it started out as a simple cult. I um, mean, I guess a simple belief in polyamayombe of animal sacrifices to, he, we would have been fine with like D-list celebrities. And then it went even crazier to drug cartels killing a large drug family, and then end up dying alone with one of his cult members killing him. So it's a wild ride of Adolfo Constanzo.
0: Well, damn. (laughs) All because (laughs) the Haitian man blew some smoke embers in his face and was like, yeah, this one's special.
1: <laughs> yes. And every time he calls his mommy, like hey, Mimmy, I found a nice girl and I'm gonna give go kids some other
0: people and he make you paid. <laughs> so wait, like did his mom like, did they ever question his mother, like or anything like that? Or like to get like well, because a- his
1: mom wasn't even perfect herself because she did get like arrested for like um stealing things. Cause he never went back with his mom because Adolfo Constanzo ended up like he was a very neat guy, except his Nganga room where, you know, okay. he doesn't come like, up with Padrino stuff, where his mom, his whole her whole house was just messy. And, and even CPS was called on her, but, you know, put the dead chicken on her neighbor's door and they decided to leave her own because they're freaked out by her. Yeah. So they never really catching his mom because his mom probably wouldn't associate because she thinks anyone outside of Payo Mayombe shouldn't be trusted.
0: Right. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Do other people still practice this religion? I'm actually very curious. Like this is because the the Whoa. one of the members said that you know it would never end, not just with them, right? So, they're still right. like, members of this cult. Uh,
1: yes. Yeah, so Adolfo's, uh, Constanzo's way of Payo Mayombe. Um, I don't think it's probably as practiced much. I mean, there is some sort of pile because even some like drug traffickers still today, like use it to like bless their movements. I mean, bless it. Uh, I guess if they want to do a drug trade, so his brand of, let's say, uh, human sacrifices, I think probably more on the hush hush side of things. So like, even like uh, if you ever watch like drug raid videos, they even find like the ingunga pods, and a lot of people say, "Oh crap, we should even discover it because you know uh, <laughs> whoever discovered the ingunga pod, I'm gonna get screwed." But actually, people who practice it today say it's the other way around. Like whoever ingunga pod's all vulnerable, they're screwed. So uh-huh. if I have an ingunga pot and someone sees it and they destroy it, I'm fucking screwed. Well, Not yeah. them I discovered it. Hmm.
0: It's a good way of, like, reverse marketing, though, just being all like, oh, yeah, somebody just lied, and now it's a thing where it's just, like, if you discover a, uh, an inganga pie, you're just like, oh, no, my God, I'm cursed. And it's like, <laughs> and so now you won't touch it because you're like, I don't want to be cursed. Oh, my God, I didn't see it. Megan unsee. see. I can't unsee. <laughs>
1: yes, the grosser, the better. And I know his brand is that he, um, because his brand, because I know his Asian, um, mentors actually decide to just dig people up from the graveyard and just use that body and use those bodies or just use like simple animal sacrifices um Adolfo Gonzalez decided to go crazy with it and decided I'm just gonna go straight for human because I get bored of like lions and goddamn zebras
0: <laughs> how do you just get bored of lions in Mexico I don't understand <laughs> like
1: just... well I guess it's lion cubs
0: so wait, if they had like sacrificed the whole lion, would like that be even better?
1: <laughs> I guess that would be even better because you know that it's a lot of lion's blood. That would be even better, but I'm guessing he's are craving blood like crazy at some point. So he decided fuck the animals. All right. Well, where he started to kill like people's cousins and then when they don't scream and like get tortured, he decided go for an American because Americans are more afraid for their lives. They don't know what's going on.
0: Yeah, but then so, also you can't go after a white American if you wanted no one to notice. You should have picked <laughs> someone else. Oh, <sighs> L- Oh, it uh, looks like this man doesn't understand racism at all. <laughs> well, I'm born...
1: surprised because he was raised in America. He worked with a Haitian man. I mean, there should have been some racism in like Florida.
0: Exactly, like it's Florida. No one even likes Florida and especially Miami. Oh, well, wait, I wanted to ask, was this, you kept saying the Haitian man. Is he like, is he what they would call like a witch doctor um like a sh- no i won't call him a shaman because shamans are usually associated with like positive terms but like what are they is he a padrino like what yeah they-
1: he was type of a shaman a sh- yeah he was kind of like the his padrino his godfather was kind of like a shaman type role who did practice i guess in miami and then helped the miami drug dealers there So, and I guess the belief that let other people poison their bodies and kill them. So, yes, you can give them drugs, but you yourself can't take drugs.
0: That's what I was about to ask, because it's like you said that, like, you can't poison your own body with drugs in this religion because it's obviously like, no, no. But, like, isn't being associated with drugs also, like, is that not considered a poison as well? Like, well, No, No, it's
1: not considered a poison, because I'm thinking you're poisoning people that are not of your religion.
0: So you're basically doing cleansing, except instead of ethnic cleansing, you're doing religious cleansing. Yep. That makes sense. (laughs)
1: Like, <laughs> and on top of that, he wanted to get money because, you know, he has an expensive habit of nice clothes, Mercedes Benz's and like high rise apartments.
0: Well, I mean, that man did think he could be a model. So I guess that makes sense.
1: <laughs> but yes, he was a mama's boy, a chosen one. And then I guess he has decent good looks.
0: Interesting. OK, I was. Oh, I was also going to ask a question about. So he did a lot of like he did a lot of predictions. Uh, well then but then when you explained it though he did predict some positive things like for um, Sarah he predicted that she was going to win a scholarship which was true it happens but like a lot of what you said was really negative like when Ronald Reagan got shot like the fact that that man literally got to keep that building because of an earthquake like and he made Mm -hmm. money off of it so it seemed like a lot of his predictions just from the story were like that you told were very negative, so I'm wondering if that was because of the saints, quote unquote, that he picked. I don't know. Like, what's yeah. your thoughts on it that? It
1: could be the saint that, that he picked, and I guess also through his padrino, his Haitian padrino, the taught that Pio Mayombe should mainly be used for revenge and vengeance.
0: So it's okay. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because like most of the things that he's like, oh, you want this building and you want to make money here you go oh you this person wronged you here you go okay that makes sense yes interesting did his i guess you won't know the answer to this i but his mother was obviously the same way because she literally hung a chicken head on somebody else's door never mind i understand yeah. like <laughs> i think I understand. Yes. This and on top of that he's a mama's, but like oh you can do no
1: wrong my sweetheart
0: oh my god those are the worst kind of men uh, <laughs> the worst kind ladies never date a man who's a mama's boy he might be a cult leader or yeah a and serial. Sarah was
1: crazy about him but he probably wasn't crazy about her because you know the sex in the beginning was great then he just dwindled down he just kind of just kissed her on her forehead kind of like a brother-sister relationship like nah, how
0: do you it how do you go from just having sex with someone to being like you're like my sister what (laughs) you you literally you literally had sex with this person I can't do it that's a that's a a yeah
1: because he's also I think in a relationship with like two other people too
0: well okay wait that reminds me so when you first started talking about the disciples you said one was supposed to be the man and one was supposed to be the woman but they were both People who, men yes yes they were both people who identified as men so like what was that mm-hmm. whole thing about like what was that relationship like was that just yeah so when he was
1: beginning i think he was like 22 at the time and one of the other men was 15 so underage a i tetrified. think even by mexican standard that's still underage and wrong even in the 80s okay yeah that i mean so They were both like psychic um, because, you know, being, I guess, uh, homosexual or being gay and also being a psychic, you probably don't have like a typical, I guess, monogamous uh, lifestyle. Even though he wanted a monogamous relationship, he kind of just like Uh fucked around with them. I guess he wanted like both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, They both wanted him. And I guess he liked the fact that he has like two people competing for his affection Uh So he kind of, like, set them up like that. And I'm guessing one of them being, like, underage realized, okay, this doesn't feel right, but I like this guy anyway, so I'm just going to roll with it.
0: Hmm. I don't, because when you, like, first described, like, their, like, the roles that he wanted to play, like, he would be in the at the point of the triangle and the, like they would be like oh you're my man and you're my woman I was kind of like drawing parallels to like was he trying to recreate like the idea of the tritium in which he was the padrino aka like the god almost even though he was yeah. connected to a higher power supposedly and then they were like the um you know like the I won't I don't want to say the sun but one of them was 15 and then <laughs> <laughs> so, so and then um like I don't know, I, I shouldn't like say that one is the Holy Spirit, but you said one of them was transgender?
1: Um, I believe one, I think one of the, his predictions for the, was, tra- well, it was, I guess they put but I guess to be more PC transgender and it was a performer. So I guess more of a drag queen. Uh, he made a prediction for one of their friends that he introduced them to for asking for revenge so
0: oh, but that wasn't one of the, the two people that he had
1: yes that was one of the two people that he had Oh,
0: okay i'm trying too hard to make connections but like <laughs> i don't know like that's what i immediately thought of i was like oh he, he literally wants to create because everybody always talks about like in relationships between two people it's really a relationship between three people because it's you the other person and god or whatever and so it's just almost yeah. like uh-huh I'm here, I'm God. And like, you're the two people who make me the center of your life. You're welcome. (laughs) Yes,
1: because... Yeah, so he's kind of like the center. because I guess he also has a god complex too, where like, okay, I'm the head, I'm the padrino, I am god. Because, you know, also with Mayombe, he can like summon the spirits and like, oh, the the angry spirits of this god takes over an Irene Ganga pot for vengeance. So I'm guessing since he's able to be have the strong spiritual power to control that, Uh, I guess he also realized, okay, I can also balance two people at the same time. And I guess maybe one man has like the masculine energy. One of them has the feminine energy, which, you know, doesn't always count with what you wear. So I guess he likes to balance both of them at the same time. Hmm. So that's why I'm interpreting those uh, relationships. And I guess it's also a sexual relationship too. Mm -hmm. So practically, I think it's kind of like a weird dynamic. not fully understanding like the dynamic that they had.
0: Yeah i mean i guess no one can understand fully that dynamic that they had unless they were there and they were witnessing it or they were one of the two people in themselves or one of the three people i should say themselves hmm interesting yeah
1: because they were there until the bitter end when i guess when one because one of the his lovers shot him so i guess he asked them to so
0: yeah Hmm. was it the wait what was it the 15 year old or the other one or I guess at that point, I'm thinking alone. if he was
1: 15, technically he will probably be around because they met in like 1984, and this was like 1990, like 1990. Well, actually 1989.
0: Okay, when... so he was like 20 at that point, so he was legal at that point, but still.
1: But yeah, still. he kind of like grew up with them.
0: <laughs> right, you groomed that that person. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You groomed him um yes let's just let's just call a spade a spade um <laughs> OMG wait okay so you said something about the Houston police like finding I think I was confused about that a little bit you said the Houston police were the were they the ones that found the pot or they were the ones that found
1: I mean, with the one with the Houston, I believe, let me pull up my notes. Yeah. Because Houston police raided a drug house in like June 1988. So there wasn't a cult paraphernalia. So I'm thinking at this time, he's probably had like different cults, even though he mainly operated in Mexico. I guess a lot of his drug dealings, he probably had to have like drug people and smugglers in Houston.
0: So I guess he was like, yes.
1: Okay, then Yeah, so they have like their main Nganga pot, you know, with like the blood sacrifice, and then they have like mini like Nganga pots where, where they go, because he also had some in his apartment building, mm-hmm. and another one, so kind of like mini ones, kind of like a, a Nganga hub, so he probably can't get like, there's the big ones and the smaller ones, so it's like sticks and like chickens, but I guess you can't easily get chickens like in Houston. Yeah. So I guess into like sticks and other stuff. So not like major like human flesh or anything.
0: Ah, makes sense. Makes sense. I was like, get it, Houston police. I thought they were in- crucial to the investigation, but they had just found some weird shit. And they were like, uh. <laughs> yeah, because it's
1: awful. was the 1980s. And I guess it's like the depth of satanic panics. So like, you're thinking, oh, those kids with their dungeons and dragons and
0: pot. Oh, always blaming video games and board <laughs> games and nerds for everything. When really, what you should be looking at is the white Hispanics. I don't know where I was going with
1: that. But I'm, sure. I'm thinking because I guess they probably don't know. I like, guess. As- the context of certain things because, like, oh, not all video games are violent or or not all Dungeon Dragon players, like, sacrifice for bloods and shit. Are there French players that do that? Maybe. I don't know. But I'm guessing you probably need to separate the mainstream and then I guess the French opinions because I think because also a lot of people point out with, like, Adolfo Constanzo with his Pio Mayombe shit, uh, he went off the rails and went crazy with it and thinking, let's just get violent deaths and start killing our own like members when we kill El Duby.
0: Right. <laughs> right. So it's like but like even though Bio Mayombe is seemingly a darker version of Centuria, it's not this dark typically. Right. Is what we can yeah, take yeah. away from this. Even though it doesn't sound great because you're sacrificing people. You're sacrificing yes. people. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I guess it has always have like focused on like animal sacrifice. So it's kind of like a darker one. But I'm guessing with like any other religion, you know, there's like the good parts and then like the bad parts. And I guess another thing with the Godolphin Gonzalez, I guess I forgot to mention, like, okay, if he does like a spell for someone and it doesn't happen, he said, okay, he just always blames someone else. Like, okay, you didn't do your chanting right. Or you didn't do the right movements or like putting in the full moon or some shit like that. So I guess like with any other religions, like, okay, I didn't pray hard enough or maybe we'll come later. So of course, a lot of people believe in his word.
0: Yes. I mean, that's fair. That happens in major religions as well. And it's all like, oh, but did you pray hard enough? Did you believe? Do you have faith? I mean, listen, (laughs) when you were talking about like all of the success he was having materially, I'm like, what's the difference between him and Joe Lowstead? (laughs) <laughs> exactly which i know a lot of preachers hate prosperity
1: gospel
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah because my grandfather when he was alive he always hated those super mega preachers that would sell out mm-hmm. thinking now put a dollar in the box uh, and praise jesus <laughs> you're not praising them hard enough you're not giving give and you will receive so put a dollar in the box uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the tithes they're due Bro, I remember I saw this thing where where the the preacher put the pastor put his cash app up there. He was all like, directly pay your directly, okay? And I was like, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I mean, if anybody tries to use this as kind of like an excuse to say that, like, you know, like the umbrella, because this would probably go under the umbrella of pagan religions. Like if anybody right. tries to say that like pagan religions are maybe like sat- satanic and like 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 any of their ways and, and things like that, it's just kind of like please note that like it's not like like major religions have not also done this and worse. Like this man may yeah. have killed like dozens of people, but. Catholics have killed millions of people let's just all remember that all right oh <laughs> fun times okay? yeah the crusades are a thing and they're in history okay so let's just <laughs> woohoo yeah I mean I found Santeria
1: quite interesting because they're thinking every time like when you get like say an gunga pot you always have to ask permission like if I get a stick from a tree you have to ask permission for him like tree- Mr. Tree can I have these sticks okay I'll take it no okay I'll just try another tree
0: right exactly listen just don't fuck with nature (laughs) 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 always ask for permission I mean it's 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 really interesting I I think that I think that it may seem scary because a lot of people have this idea about voodoo as well like you know like the like we've commercialized voodoo to seem as though it's like just all like bones and spirits and like blood sacrifices and voodoo dolls and like it's like there's a lot more that goes into it that like people just don't look at and I I think it's really good when we kind of look at these things that way where we're just kind of like okay here's a really bad part of it but like here's also like the really there's good parts of it as well um I mean so he's listen. <laughs> what a wild man. Um, <laughs> Adolfo Constance is
1: a wild man. I mean, he, he probably started originally, you know, following the tenants, but then I guess he really just abandoned those tenants to realize, you know, the more violent, the better. And I guess he got bloodlust, money lust, and everything lust. And I guess when he killed that white American boy, every shit went to fan, hit- he went on the run um just a lot of things and I guess even the cult members start believing in shit was he an all-powerful padrino maybe probably not <laughs> but whatever it was he just went off the goddamn rails
0: sometimes it just is what it is well now that we have had that riveting discussion about the darkest of humans <laughs> the darkest that human history has to offer <laughs> um i don't know like we we're not gonna take a break because wait, we, i mean uh, maybe we'll take a break i do have to go to the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> i will be back and we might do something fun um Let's yes, take a them. nice palate cleanser. Right. because <laughs> well, we needed listen, pedophilia, like blood sacrifices. Oh my.
1: <laughs> yes. And torture, chopping off legs, using people's brains and bones. It's a lot.
0: It's a lot. So uh we'll be there. Uh, So we're back with some wholesome content to cleanse your minds and your spirits. Maybe we'll read them in an ASMR voice. (gasps) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Even though we like go
1: Reddit to listen to Am I the Asshole relationship problems. I mean, it's not totally trash.
0: One subreddit, shout out to Wholesome Stories. It it brings a tear to my eye. Indeed. I love them. You can go first, Belmar. (laughs)
1: Okay, this one is from Graveyard Shift 1978, Say, my family asked me questions and I love it. One of my favorite things that my family does is ask me questions about things I love. For example, the other day, we're all sitting in the living room and watching TV and some trailers for movies that were going to be playing over the next few days, TV showed up. I wasn't paying attention until so I was on my phone so I didn't see him. My dad got my attention and pointed towards the TV before asking me a bunch of questions about the Avengers and about the Marvel Universe. Me, being the superhero fan I am, instantly began to tell him everything I could about answering his question. While I'm rambling about superheroes, my mom and my dad just smile at me while they listen explaining whatever comes to my mind. My family might not love superheroes or podcasts or musicals like I do, but they love me. And even though they have no idea what I'm talking about, they always listen and try to follow along with what I'm on about. That's That's so wholesome, especially like, like, oh, can you tell me more about it? Mickey, yes, I would tell you more about uh, the musical Hamilton or the musical Avenue Q or cats.
0: Or cats, even though I'm that show, sure why anyone would like cats? Um, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Oh, that actually happened to me um, Friday. I was down here and I was watching this show called uh, Blown Away on Netflix. It's about mm-hmm. like glass blowing. And my Ooh. mom just like randomly like offered up a fact about how she wanted to she's always wanted to learn glass blowing. And I'm like, Mommy, I didn't know that about you. Tell me more. Like it's just it's so cute. When then she's like, yeah, I know, I like the way that they do this. And she just went into like a whole like 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 tangent. And I'm like, you're so cute, mommy. <laughs> Smack that is cute. cute. Oh my god. Oh, okay. I have one um I have one and I'm gonna tell you why I picked these two at the end um okay so um it says one of the many reasons I love my fiance I'm gonna assume this is a man and or they them um <clears throat> this happened a few months ago but I saw a post on r slash memes that prompted me to share mm-hmm. this So earlier this year, I lost my grandma that i was super close to. It was really sudden and unexpected. I can go into more detail later if anybody wishes to hear. Anyway, my fiance doesn't have much money as she's paying her way through an engineering degree. But she knows how much service means to me. I had gotten off a rough day at work when she called and said she was coming over. Little did I know, she brought food. She came over to my home and cooked a full meal for me, washed the dishes, and put them away. The day before her final, she could have been home studying, yet she did it. She chose to spend four hours caring for me. I have never felt so loved or wanted in my whole life. I am truly blessed to have her and greatly look forward to our wedding day. Thank you for the read. I apologize for any spelling or grammar errors. Who cares about that when you love her? <laughs> oh... Nice, nice, acts of service. That is cute. Is cute. cute, cute, cute. Okay.
1: I pulled this one by vibing with the boys called Kindest Stranger Ever. Aww. When I was 13, I had mixed feelings about my gender. I was bisexual and I dressed rather feminine for a boy. One day, I was sitting at the park and some boys made up on my clothes calling me sissy or my name in a girly way. Somehow they got the fact that I was going to be dis- be a disgusting human being and et cetera, et cetera. After, this left, after they left, this girl who was a transgender walked up to me. She was about 18, 21, I forgot. She did something I will never forget. She hugged me tightly and whispered, don't listen to them. You are Beautiful. We talked all day and I had a lot of questions. She was like my mentor and we always met at the park, even though we had no sort of contact. Two months later, I opened up as bisexual with her and she was extremely happy and proud of me. Our friendship grew and grew to the point where she even helped me come out to my parents. If you're that girl, Jasmine, let me know. You are the best. Yay. <laughs> me want to fucking cry it's so sappy make me want to wipe my eyes with a pancake that's right oh
0: oh i love it oh my gosh okay so this is my last one um this was uh this one says to the lady who asked if i was okay shout out to the lady who went up to meet the military base in coronado which I was like, I thought that I was supposed to say Colorado, but it says Coronado, so I'm, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> thank you for asking me if I was okay and if I wanted to talk about my problems. I was having a really hard time and didn't have anyone to talk to it, uh, it about. I recently lost my grandmother and it really affected me mentally. Also condolences to you and your family since you had also recently lost a loved one. I'm very thankful and hope we had a longer chat. If you ever see this, just know that you made a very big impact in a person's life and you made me feel heard um so uh not to like kind of ruin anybody's mood but i kind of i don't know like why the first one i just picked randomly and the second one i picked randomly but they were both about like losing um grandmothers and i guess that i just naturally gravitated to that because i lost my grandmother um on friday so Uh yeah, I lost her on Friday, uh Friday morning, um to uh Parkinson. So that kind of (laughs) sucked.
1: It does.
0: Yeah, but um I it kind of reminded me like my brother, like sometimes he's a big head and he's a goofball and he's really super ugh, dumb sometimes, but he called me on Friday, like at 11:30 at night, and he was like, "Oh, like, are you already in the bed already? It's only 11 at night on Friday? What's wrong with you?" And I'm like, "What is the reason that you called? I'm tired." And he was like, "Oh no, I was just calling to check up on you." And I was like, "Are you being thoughtful?" <laughs> thoughtful you are being so like yeah it was really it was cool I mean I didn't I don't know it doesn't always happen but when it does happen I appreciate it so that was really great and then also I got to go out with Belle Mars and her yeah. and her friends on Saturday so that was really uh good for me so it's been a pretty good weekend despite the fact that um I lost my grandmother on Friday but um you know, I just like to think that she is, um, you know, at peace at this point. So, right. yeah, that is my wholesome story for today, um, <laughs> even though it's a tiny bit of a downer. Yeah, I mean,
1: my, I guess, the wholesome story... I guess because I guess mine's from my perspective, because I went out to make up, have a makeup birthday party for one of my other friends. And then I Mm -hmm. crashed into another friend of mine that I met freshman year of college, Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: when I was a freshman, you know, it's at a Catholic university, expensive. And we just kind of like wed in our own little clique of like nerdiness. Mm -hmm. So I met them like, oh, you like anime? I like anime. You know what dating sims are? So do I. And then Mm -hmm. we asked to continue on to our fictional world of Otaku Academy because we Mm kind of made our own self-insert characters and one of my friends moved away and kind of having her move back and we just kind of like vibe well together and realize and you know we're talking about tarot cards like you know i'm kind of weird actually talk about this one through a dating sim like oh no girl that's normal and it just kind of i really like the fact i have like friends that no matter how weird i am i at least have a sense of belonging and i guess that common interest really helps a lot like oh no it's not weird that you like fan fiction or it's not weird that you like yaoi (laughs) or if you're just shy
0: Right, yeah. No, and I, I met her, actually, this weekend, too, and she seems really cool. I, I'm i glad I got to meet her. Um, I hope I get to hang out with her more, but yeah, she definitely was a nice little addition um, to the party, so... Yes, wholesomeness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, and just kind of like that belonging. I mean, yeah, it's COVID, so we can't really share show show our happy faces. And I just realized, okay, we're all at the same point in our lives. But it's just that sense of belonging and wholesomeness. It just makes my heart feel whole. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, after talking about a man who just... You know, like to take apart lives instead of making them whole. Uh, yeah, that's not funny. That was a terrible <laughs> joke, Nikki Alley. Um, but you know, that's it. Uh, make some more wholesome stories for yourself, people out there. Um, people out there, if you're wondering why we didn't do our favorite segment, yay or nay? Don't worry, it's coming to you next week because we're literally shooting two episodes in two days. Because I'm not, and I guess St.
1: Paul, we have like two downer segments of news, (laughs) and then people dying in a horrible cold.
0: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You, I didn't want to be too downer today because listen, the news this week was awful. I just was (laughs) awful, and I said, you know what, I'm not gonna do that to these people, even though they come for mess. You know, I'm not gonna do it. Um, so look forward to that next week. Um, we might be behind a week as far as you're concerned, but um yeah. But that's it. Like we're we're done. We're we're going out to make more wholesome stories. Everyone have a happy Labor Day. Um, wear your masks because they work. Um.
1: Yes, they work. I mean, I wanted to punch my friend uh who I mean yes I'm just gonna rant a little bit for now I mean he's too damn smart like we both did biology in college he made better grades than me Mm -hmm. I mean I understand probably put his ass on blast this is why he was banned from medical school and (laughs) shit like that for not thinking max words like okay cool you have your conservative views you believe in trickle-down economics I disagree on that, but we're not going to fight on that. That's neither here nor there. But deny science? I'm just lucky. I was trying to be in a good mood right now. That <laughs> didn't want to slap him.
0: He was but just yes, close. To- wear your
1: mask. Okay. Please get vaccinated if you can. Uh, social distance because we're not through the pandemic yet.
0: You're not out of the woods yet, kids. Um, but yeah, make sure you uh, you know you be safe out in these streets. Follow us on social media at Nikki Ellie Muse and at Lady Underscore Blurred ninety yeah. yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, You got it. And um, yeah. Uh, just have a good week, guys. That's it. Make wholesome stories. Don't get killed by a cold killer. Uh, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> yeah. Stay away from cults. Stay away serial from serial killers. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.